Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 33. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Business Tech Weekly Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. We are here each and every single week giving you all kinds of information about technology that can help you in your small to medium-sized business to be more profitable, more productive, more, well, to be honest with you, just a much more likable guy to deal with. We've Listen, gone beyond business. We're all the we're we're getting deep into your personality now. Now we're changing your psyche. That's right. So, well, when you become, we're trying to make you a little bit less crazy with all that stuff you have to manage in in your day to day life when it comes to technology in your business. And and when you true. when you get things in order and get things organized, you uh you feel better about yourself. You sleep better. You uh, yeah. You're happier when you're awake. And that's pretty much your whole day when you're sleeping, you're awake. So we got you covered. There we go. So, hey, Andy, I hear that you uh, you got some things going on at home and you're moving out. Tell us about that. <laughs> Let's clarify that. <laughs> yeah, uh, please, I love my wife do. very much. We are not talking about my marriage. Thank you very much, which is in great shape. Uh, we, <laughs> you totally threw me for a curveball when you said that. I, I so, did that on purpose. I, mean, I know. Thank my, you. I'm let me tell you, for those who gamer. are listening, my statement is absolutely 100% factual. It is. I am. Let's let's get to it. You have am, things uh, going on at home. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff is just having a great time. I, I'm having uh, some fun here. You are. I'm glad you're having fun. Um, I am moving from a home office to an office in downtown and, uh, which, you know, to me is a five minute bike ride and, uh, you know, the tallest building downtown in my town is about six stories, but you know, it's just been, uh, my kids are getting a little older and, uh, my focus is decreasing as they're running around and having fun during the summer. And, um, so I'm, I'm feeling to, to find a space of my own. And so I've got a great, great, uh, friend from, uh, church used to go to church with him and, uh, he's got an awesome business downtown and a great location and extra office. So I'll uh, sub lease from him and um, just looking forward to might move in there next week. Uh, I'm going to Colorado for a Frigian Academy uh, intensive event, uh, but uh, might at the end of the week next week, but I might, might get in there beforehand. So it uh, I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to help my, uh, I think it's going to help legitimize my business in some ways because I'm starting to work with more local clients and I have some nice office space and, meeting rooms and stuff so i i i will the best thing about it frankly though is that if i want to come home and work i can i can right. do that because i have a laptop and that's my business so yeah. um uh, you know as long as i have an internet connection and a laptop i'm in business so right you know i'm I, excited I, I, that, that, i'm excited for you that because you know if you feel like this is something that's definitely going to make uh things a little bit more productive for you and 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 things of that nature, especially you, you've got younger kids. My kids are, uh, five, eight and 10 now. So yeah, if you tell your kids to be quiet, they, they actually will understand what that word means. Exactly. And I say be quiet to my daughter who's 10 months old and she, you know, laughs at me and drools. So exactly. 
Uh, and you know, what are you going to do? So, that, so. That, that's totally understandable. The, the, I do, I do want to challenge you on, on the word legitimize, help further legitimize my business. Clarify, mm-hmm. clarify that for me. Well, frankly, I think it's that, that I can actually ask people to come to me instead of always going to them. Right. Um, you know, as I work with more local businesses, uh, you know, I think it's legitimate that I, when I walk in the door and they go to my web presence and things, that's all legitimate. I think what legitimizes it for me is that they can be on my turf and then I have my own physical turf. And, you know, I think when you're, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, still 90% or 95% of my clients are, are, you know, outside of my state, but, um, you know, I, for me, I think it legitimizes with the local client, especially that location of, you know, being able to have clients come to me. So, and, and frankly, it might just be in my head. It legitimizes some that, things. You know, I've only, I've only been at this for a year, Cliff, and you've been at yours for a little longer. And, and that's to me just as important as, you know, other people seeing it right. as legitimate. It's in my own head. Yeah. You know? I, I, that's, I mean, I can somewhat buy into that argument. I, I know a lot of people were really concerned about that when I started listening to Dan Miller's podcast. I mean, that's a question that came up over and over and over again. And, and, you know, do I have to have a, you know, an office space and stuff like that? And Dan, Dan Miller says over and over again, no, you don't need that. Um, you know, absolutely and, not, you know, and, except he does have an office space away from his home. Well, now it's about a hundred yards. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, and, but to be honest with you, it's, it's a, his office is in a barn. I mean, seriously, yeah. I mean, I mean, you talk, a I mean, converted it's, barn. Exactly. But it's, I mean, I, yes, it is hey. a converted barn. It is remodeled, but it's still, you think about it. I mean, you know, it's like my office is in our barn and there's nothing wrong with that. I, but I, I do want to say that I think that it legitimizes it in for m- further in your own mind. Now, mm-hmm. you know, for me, obviously my, my business, I would say 99% of my clients are, um, you know, outside of my local geographic region. And, and actually I like it that way. Um, yeah, because, yeah. because I don't have to worry about, you know, Kentucky sales tax for a majority of the stuff that I do and all this other stuff. But here's the other thing. Um, I, I just had a client come into my office. Um, last, no, was it last week or the week before he spent two and a half hours here in my office and, and Andy, let me tell you, this guy came in, he walks through my front door comes downstairs and just before you turn to the right to come in through the door into my gspn.tv world headquarters studio on the other half of on the other side of this studio wall is my daughter's bedroom my 10 year old daughter's bedroom (laughs) that we moved down to what used to be the other side of the family room there is no wall there's no wall closing her she's got I mean her room isn't completely immaculately spotless but I, I just said to him, I said, hey, you know, be careful when you come down. Pay no attention to the room <laughs> to your left. And, and I just said that. And, and then they and he comes into my studio. And of course, my studio is pretty professional and and definitely has a lot of stuff in here. And, and, it, and it's my yeah. office and it's my workspace. I didn't think a thing about it. And this guy, uh, I will tell you, he placed a three thousand dollar order for equipment mm-hmm. when he was here. And probably will have me on. Um, I'm I'm expecting to probably do about eight to ten hours worth of consulting with this guy. And this mm-hmm. guy, when he came, he's wearing a suit and tie. And huh. yeah. he he yeah. he. I won't say what company he does the IT for, but I will just say that he does all the IT work for a massive group of people uh, in the awesome. United States, a big corporate. And 
it doesn't bother me at all that I'm in my home. It's, it's like, you know, it, it, I, I, I'm not saying that it, that there's no validity to what you're saying. I just want to say for those who are out there listening to business tech weekly, don't feel like you have to have commercial space to be legitimate in a business. No, no, absolutely not. I, I, no, not at all. Not at all. But I will tell you this, if you feel like you need it for your own personal legitimacy, yes, you know, I'd say more of my business right now is a mental game than it is, you know, a location for me, Right. you know, and, and I was finding myself not being as mentally into it because of my location. So we all know your physical space changes, you know, your, your mental ability in a lot of ways. So sort of like they say, when you step out on the field, you know, you become a different person mm-hmm. and I'm just not finding that I'm that different of a person when I step into my office down downstairs as I do when I'm sort of out. Do you want I mean, I'm, I'm often more productive in a coffee shop than I am in my own home office. Can I take my kids? So here, here's what, here's what legitimized my business for me. You want to know what it did? Putting, what? putting on pants. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It, it, it was so funny. My, my wife will tell you, she's, she's mentioned this a couple different times uh, to different people when they ask about, you know, what's it like having your husband work from home and stuff like that. And she goes, it's really cool. Cause the, the on January 8th or January 1st, 2008, when he came down and he woke up that morning and, and started working from home ever since he's worked from home, he wears pants every day. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> Yeah. You know, even on Saturday and Sunday, Cliff wears pants around the house. Wow. Yep. And you're all grown up Ravens. I I tell you, so I, you know, for me, what legitimizes, yeah. Then Steven says in a shower. So what legitimizes my business for me is the (laughs) fact that I actually do get up out of bed and I get dressed for work now. and, And of course my commute is walking down the steps and going in. But I, I, that for me, that was, that's a big deal coming down here in a pair of boxers or, or my pajamas or whatever, <laughs> you know, that I don't feel like I'm doing quote unquote work or business. Now, the truth is, I, I mean, I can do just as much, uh, but mentally what legitimizes me doing business is the fact that I actually literally got up in the get up and I get dressed for work and then I go to a place where I do work. Mm-hmm. So that that's mm-hmm. what does it for me. So I I totally under, understand the mind game, but I just thought that was I think that that is a very appropriate topic for us to have that conversation here on Business Tech Weekly. But uh, I, I mean, I'll be interested to hear how things work out for you, and and if you feel like you're more productive in a couple weeks from now. Yeah, I will keep you posted. Awesome. So hey, we got yeah. some we got some technology news. Uh, I hear you you're saying G- Gmail is getting better. What's what's up yes. what's up with that? Uh, well, I'll say aside from Gmail, and this is sort of a side news here, is that Hotmail is supposed to be coming out next week. Hotmail still has more users than Gmail, but, you know, a test of how many people are using Hotmail, you just have to look at the addresses. You know, I think I still have a Hotmail address, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I use it. But Hotmail is coming out with some, you know, they're trying to come back and, and be relevant. So next week they're announcing some stuff. And so it's sort of a major redesign and integration, things like that, all the things that Gmail is now. And so I think Gmail has sort of been pouring on some features lately to make sure that they sort of sprint ahead. Uh, so Hotmail, by the time Hotmail catches up, they'll already be behind. That all makes right. sense. So, so t- here is, go ahead. No, go ahead. So tell me what's going on. Yeah, well, the first one is that, you know, 
there's a lot of plugins you could use on this stuff, but now it's becoming uh, native to Gmail. And the first one is dragging and drop images right inside the message that you're composing. Okay. And then you're able to resize them right within that window. So you could always attach messages manually. A couple weeks ago, they added the uh, drag and drop to attach a file. But now you can drag and drop an image into a message, and then it gives you options to resize it right there. And, you know, uh, for a lot of people, that's going to be very helpful. A lot of people will never use it. But I I think that it's, you know, I've already used it a couple times with some clients. And uh, it just it just uh, saves you a couple clicks. So well, well, especially here, if you have especially if you have two screens and you can move one thing from one thing to another. Right now, I actually see right here. Um, I, I've got my Gmail pulled my my Google Mail my Google Apps Gmail account opened up, uh-huh. and I notice right here that um, I I notice right here that. I can drag and drop a file and I get that neat little fancy. It looks really cool in Chrome, but it doesn't work in Firefox. So some of this stuff is only fire is only Chrome yeah. based. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I said in the, in the title for our outline here um, is Gmail gets better. Quote, if you use Chrome, <laughs> it does not, a lot of things are not working in Firefox. And I think it's part of a larger strategy that they want to convert you to Chrome, you know? So if you use some of these behaviors, uh, and they're only available in Chrome. Well, guess what? They're going to convert you to Chrome. Yeah. So, good luck good with strategy. that, Google. Good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, and they say they'll roll them out to the other browsers soon. But it, it makes sense that they would add it to their own browser first, well, don't you think? Yeah, because you here, here's the deal. They probably need the browser to have certain support to be able to function this, with this stuff. And of course, if you know, they can't sit around and wait forever to, for Firefox and Internet Explorer to you know to turn switches on or put code in and mm-hmm. and so yeah i mean it, I'm, it doesn't it doesn't hurt me at all that that they're making it only available right now i mean if god my golly if i had my own browser and and i have my own service and say hey we've got additional functionality and it's available if it's available today if you use our browser i'm totally cool with that um yep. i would like to see it come out um you know on firefox and some other browsers but uh you know it's cool with that I, i'm a firefox guy i actually on I the still am, yeah on the P- on the PC, I will tell you the last days of my PC usage, I had actually switched over to Chrome for the PC. Mm-hmm. But when I went Mac, I went back to Firefox because Firefox on the Mac is much more stable than Firefox on the PC. Yeah, and I've had uh, my Flash within inside of Chrome has crashed a lot lately, so yeah. I've had my own little Flash issues. So very cool. So anyway, that's that's an interesting one. Another is. Um, for those who don't know, there's these Google Labs features. And, and the problem with Gmail or Google Labs features inside of your email is that they are labs. They are experimental. And they actually, a couple weeks ago, just got rid of a couple that weren't very popular. A lot of them are labs, and then they become not experimental, but they actually become part of um, you know, the standard version of Gmail. So use these with caution, but... Um, one that I'm finding I like quite a bit is called Message Sneak Peek. And basically, you can hover over a message, and this is in Chrome as well, uh, once you've activated it in your labs, which is under Settings and then Labs. and It's called Message Sneak Peek, and I can right-click on the message, and essentially, it will show a sneak peek just like Outlook would, sort of a, a smaller snippet of the message. But the thing I like about the most is uh, that because it's not loading a full window, I can right-click and I can actually archive, delete, or mark it as read, or view the entire thread 
within that small window, I, I can take those actions. So right. I'm finding myself getting through emails a lot uh, more quickly because of the message sneak peek, which is nice. And we have links to all these um, in show notes. I've, I've added links to all the uh, Gmail blog that explains uh, how to and such. So Sweet. Very cool. Okay. Um, yeah. The next thing you got on here is you got a bunch of Google Talk stuff as well. So what's going on yeah. with Google Talk? Well, you know, I just stumbled across this on someone's site and um, I wanted to, th- I wanted, and maybe you know of another one, but I, I think there's times when I don't want to incorporate someone into my Gmail talk. Like I don't want, I frankly, I just don't want them to know my Gmail. I don't want them to be in my Gmail talk list because 95% of the time I'm unavailable anyway. Right. At least I leave it as unavailable. But I think sometimes people want to have a chat with me and there's this Google Talk badge that you can basically create or it creates it for you once you put in your domain if you're an apps user. Um, and you can embed it in your site. So if you go to andytribe.com and you go down on the left side, there's a little button that says something like chat with Andy. And when it's green, you click on that and you type and it'll pop up in my, it'll pop up in my, um, you know, like if, if I'm on, you know, I'll change it. So I am available. I'm going right now. Um, okay. So I'm saying I'm available. If you go to andytribe.com. I see your Google wave. I see your tungle. Okay. Uh, have a live chat with Andy chat. It there says Andy is busy. All right. So, try to reload. Okay. You let me, re- let me reload and see if you're available. So what this is, is it's sort of creating that live chat ability. But the thing is, you as the user, you don't have to, um, you don't have to have Google Chat, and you don't have to tell me who you are. I don't have to invite you. Um, it just says that you're a guest. So it's a, you said, "Hi, Andy. Hi, Cliff here. There you go. So you and I can chat back and forth, but you just show up as a guest. Now, someone else, and anyone's welcome to this right now. Someone else goes. It's listening to the show live, and they start a chat with me. They can also chat with me. It won't be a three-way conversation, but I can have multiple chats like this open. Right. Now, am I going to use this in my business, Cliff? Probably not very much. But if if you wanted to say, hey, uh, you know, if you wanted to reach us, then you're you're more than welcome to go to our website, and there's a chat button right there. If it's green, then and you can maybe put some text in that box as well to explain it. Um, if it's green, you can type and you can just chat with us. So you've right. got this sort of customer service portal. Right, right there. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, it's just—it's real simple. I so, like, I like the, I like the ability of uh, a, an, another option for people to interact with their community and clients and stuff yeah, like online. Yeah, so. I, I, I had to. Uh, I was working with a client uh, moving their their domain, and it, she had a Microsoft Office Live domain free website. Yeah, and you leave there, Cliff. They automatically transfer your domain to Melbourne IT. Oh, that is, place is horrible. Okay. So Microsoft has a deal with Melbourne IT to anytime anyone leaves Microsoft Office Live, they automatically move your domain to them. Yeah. Uh, so I thank thank Jesus for Skype because I was on hold for like 15 minutes, uh, you know, with Australia yeah. trying to uh, get the information I need. They were very helpful when I got through. I give them props for that. Uh, but it, you know, it, their website was not functioning the way it should. But the person I talked to was very good. But I do not recommend them as a service provider. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that it's one of those things where I was very frustrated because they didn't have any kind of live chat. If they had a live chat, it would have saved me a lot of time. 
because right. I needed one little code and they could have looked it up and confirmed who I was. So I think in your business, it may be a good idea, even though you never considered it. And there's certainly no cost to this to have a live chat option. Yeah. And if you're not available, you just write, you just click that you're not available in your chat if you are available. But you can start to train and Cliff, you're great at this. And you've been a great example to me of training people how you want to be communicated with. Yeah, And if, if you want people to not send you emails, but instead just do quick little chats because it's easier for you if you're in front of a computer all day, uh, then, you know, maybe maybe this is a good idea. So that's the Google Talk badge. I think it's been around a long time. I just have never seen it uh, before now. So very cool. Yeah. Another the last thing of, of Google is just that they are sort of talking trash about Microsoft Office 2010 is coming out or has come out. And they have some online options now trying to compete with uh, Google Documents sort of collaboration abilities. And Google is basically saying, you're right, it is time to update for Microsoft Office 2007. Why don't you update to Google Apps? We're, we're, we're the update. It's not Office 2010. And the interesting thing about, about this is that I think they said somewhere between 80 and 82% of major businesses are still using Microsoft Office Suite as their main um, you know, WordPress, word processing and so on and so forth uh, package. And so, you know, they, they definitely have a major, major dominance of the market right now. Um, but I, I definitely see that eroding. Um, right. and, and, you know, I, I think Microsoft's trying, but everything I've seen is, you know, they're about one-tenth of the functionality when it comes to collaboration. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they might be one-tenth of the functionality when it comes to collaboration, but when it comes to functionality, oh, Google, yeah. Google Docs doesn't come close. No, Google Docs is, I was going to say, uh, probably one-tenth of the functionality. Yeah. So if it's just about collaboration, then the answer is, uh, I think, then the answer is um, Google Docs. Right. But there's also this Office Sync, um, I'm, I think it's a piece of software you download and it basically becomes part of Microsoft Office that allows all of your Office documents to sync with Google Docs. Yeah. So you sort of get the bo- the best of both worlds. Um, so you know, there's uh, it's funny because uh, uh, Lifehacker had a, a pr- uh, article today about how to basically use them both, use the best of both worlds. And and I'll be honest, I still go to Microsoft Office for some things, not you know, not very many things, but. Um, you know, definitely if you're starting off in a business, if you're a small to medium-sized business, I think Google Apps is an incredibly great cost-saving tool. Uh, it's great for collaboration, uh, but it's not for everybody. Microsoft Office is still very powerful, and and uh, but you got you got to pay a premium for that as well. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the deal. I've been doing business now here for well, doing it full time for two and a half years now. And I have not purchased a copy of Microsoft Office. I don't have Word or PowerPoint or any of that other stuff. And and uh, with the exception of one client who really likes to send a lot of doc file, you know, DOC files, um, you know, it, it's not been an issue. But uh, even he was able to just you know save it out as a PDF and send it over to me. So um, yeah, you know, and and I can you now the thing is though is I could also open a doc file. Uh, in in Google Docs, but the problem is, is he? I mean, he was going out of his way to create, you know, formatted, you know, you know, Microsoft Word formatted documents so that it had pictures and stuff like that embedded in it. And of course, Google Docs does not do a good job of translating no. and open it and that kind of stuff. So no, but in no. in my mind, um, you know, in in the business corporate world, 
I don't see them changing away from Microsoft anytime in the near future. But no, there's just no. That's just you're right. It's not robust enough. You you have to learn. Yeah, there's. I don't see them switching real soon. But I definitely think for the audience, uh, assuming we know our audience pretty well, yeah, I think a lot of people should check it out. I, frankly, I've never had a small to medium sized business owner, and that would be one to a hundred employees that I've shown Google Apps that has said. No way. I'd never consider that. Not all of them have adopted it, but a lot of people, most people are like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know? Yeah. And and, the, I, and the, again, the only concern there with, uh, you know, the, the, I know a lot of, you know, you know, the one to two, three or four employees, you know, one to five employees, you know, a, a smaller business, you know, small businesses. Uh, usually we're pretty cool with using, you know, cloud-based computing and all this other stuff. I, th- I think when you run into, you know, 50 to 100 employees, those people, I, I, it's not so much the cool, you know, whether or not Google Docs would work for them. I think there it, it's like, you know what, hey, we've got 100, 150 employees here and we've got an IT department. There's no way we're relying on a cloud to provide us access to this, to our data. Yeah, that that's still the biggest hurdle I see for those. Companies. Yeah, and there and, and there is there's been colleges. Uh, I think Princeton was one of them that tried to adopt Google Apps and decided not to. Right. Um, and it was I think it was functionality, but I think a large part it was security. You know, um, there there is much more security to me creating an offline doc and keeping it on my computer than there is any document I ever create on Google Docs. Right. You know, that's not you cannot argue with me about that. So. Yeah. No, they, um, no, you can't. But, but at the same time, you know that you know I, I've got my, I've got my local computer here, and I've got it backed up to, you know, a, a, a backup drive. And if I don't have another offsite storage, and there's a fire or a storm, sure, you know, sure. something like that, um, you know, heaven forbid, somebody come in and steal our computers or hard drives, you know, th- I mean, there's all kinds of issues. I, I, th- I think potential loss of data. You know, is is in my mind, it's it's the same with the cloud or not having it in the cloud. You know, yeah. that, that, that yeah. those are my things. But of course, I, I, it's easier. I weigh, for- I weigh them. I weigh them, Cliff. I you know, we're weighing all these things, and for you and I, you know, you're good about not putting people's sensitive information out on Google Docs. As far right? as you know, yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I I, so. I don't. Um, uh, the the one place that I do have you know sensitive in- information such as you know some passwords and stuff is I do put them in high rise. But man, I tell you what, I made a huge huge investment of time looking into the security of that system uh, for high rise and and mm-hmm. uh, you know that that's one thing that's the one place in the cloud that I I put you know customers email addresses phone numbers and. And when I'm working with them, you know, the passwords, I don't, but I don't put people's passwords in a Google doc. Not, not a chance. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, lots of Google stuff. Now you wanted to talk about Facebook fan pages for businesses. Yeah. And I think we're gonna talk about Facebook fan pages, but I also was able to talk to someone that, um, has quite a bit of experience with, um, Facebook, um, ads. Um, you know, he actually, uh, helped a Senator in our, um, state get 80,000 responses to a Facebook ad really? uh, and it was for, for a survey to, about healthcare. And, uh, yeah, hit this, um, this company is called click rain, click rain.com, uh, easily one of the most successful sort of tech based businesses in, in, uh, Sioux Falls and which would be our state because Sioux Falls is the biggest city. 
Paul Tenhaken is his name. Great, great guy. Very giving. Uh, met him in person when we had the Oda sessions here in town and Chris Brogan and all those guys came. And uh, Paul's just a very sharp guy. Uh, has a good blog at Click Rain and, and just he, he's sort of the uh, the resident expert in our community in a way. You know, when there's a forum, he talks, that kind of thing. And his his company um, gets to deal with a lot of, you know, Facebook stuff or sort of the larger businesses and politicians and stuff. And um, he said that there's a few keys to Facebook ads and we can talk about these and move on if you want to. You can ask more. But first, he says they have to be relevant or really timely because he said in general, the Facebook ads are just like billboards. The click through rate is not very good. And he right. would know because his company puts them out there. So they're not like the answer to everyone's prayers when it comes to ads. OK, they're still relatively billboardish, you know, brand recognition. But he said if you can get them to be timely. Like he said, an example is if he had a boycott BP ad right now, it would yeah. probably be really popular. He doesn't, but BP, everyone hates BP right now because of the oil spill. So that would be a timely one that people would click on. Um, and a lot, lot, the other problem is a lot of people assume it's cheap. They think it's you know pennies per click. And he said they're up to about 50 or 60 cents for every click. And he said that can get really expensive. <laughs> uh, I agree. I can, was you limit, can you limit how much you're oh, willing sure. to pay, right? Yeah. Just, I mean, you can put in 25 bucks and if you know, X amount of people clicked and yeah. You, you know, so that's like Google, cents, that's no. like Google yeah. AdWords. Yeah. Yeah. So you can limit it. You can limit it geographically, so on and so forth. I mean, the ads can become very, very smart, which is their advantage. You know, if you, if someone has a profile and it's healthcare and Republican and, and you have a Republican slant about the healthcare conversation, then you could, you know, have an ad targeted to those people. So there's a lot of activity you can do and specifically to obviously your region, things like that. And Google has some of that capability as well. But Facebook is realizing, that, you know, hey, if these ads are that specific, we can charge more, which they are. Um, the, the good thing about it is that you really do truly get your own ad, though, because with Google AdWords, Cliff, you and I both know this. They all pretty much look the same. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, you've never seen a Google ad. It's like, wow, that's an amazing Google ad. No, the wording might be funny, but that, you don't get graphics with. With Facebook ads, you get actually an 80 by 110 graphic. Yeah. And so he says, you know, the key to really good Facebook ads is to really take advantage of the graphic. That they're actually graphically, that's the most important part about the ad is is just that they would be appealing or, or, or catching to the eye. So uh, they definitely have that over Google. Um, and I, I asked him, I said, you know, so, so should Google be scared? And he said, yeah. you know, I don't really I don't really think they should because he said the Google library of their understanding or their depth. Of, of, of understanding on us and he started listing off these services and i was like yeah i have that yep i have that yep i have that you know they they have my analytics they have my email account you know they have my web traffic they have my search you know so they really do have such a deeper knowledge of who i am um that google is still relevant when it comes to search you know facebook isn't going to take over the world but uh the like button you know it could be a game changer or it could be Google Buzz, which flops, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, right now it's great. But, you know, if people look right now at Mashable.com or other sites that have the retweet or the dig or the like button or uh, the buzz button, yeah, you know, the buzz, I mean, I, I saw one today, literally it had like 1,500 uh, retweets. It had four buzzes. Yeah. So you just have to make sure that you're not just chasing the tail of the latest fad. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I do think that, and this is what I want to talk about today, is I do think that 
companies can and should be utilizing Facebook fan pages, I think churches could do it if you have a strategy. Otherwise, it's another place that you're not paying attention. Yeah. And I know, Cliff, that, you know, I, I don't believe that there is a fan page for GSP. Is there a fan page for GSPN? There is, uh, but I created it just simply because a lot of people really, really wanted me to. And, yeah. and um, so it's facebook.com slash GSPN community. And, yeah. and I, ch- I check on, I check in on it about once a week. I really get very few interactions there. Uh, but when yeah. somebody does leave a comment, I do leave one. But again, I only did it because people asked me to, and uh, it's got 585 people that say they, you know, that are fans or like it or whatever. Nice. But, but I, I mean, I really, I, I don't, I haven't seen the value from the fan page yet. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, and of course, but yet again, you know, it's, it's not something I, it wasn't a place that I was interested in putting a lot of effort or strategy into my strategy with with social networking with facebook with twitter and with everything else is to bring everybody home you know to mm-hmm. to, to my home on the web so I, you know i want to bring pe- i want to bring the conversation into the live chat you know during the live show i want to bring the conversation to the uh the gspn.tv community forum where pe- where we can carry on the ongoing conversation even though you might be somebody who's on twitter but hates facebook or vice versa you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to bring people to my website where I can, where you can, you know, read it, you know, and see everything I have to offer. So my strategy in all social media is not necessarily to put a home on, on Facebook, to have a quote unquote satellite home or office on, on Facebook. But I do see the value in people. If you have the right strategy, you use it the right way and you plan to take the time to, to really invest in it. I could see how I could really rock the world of Facebook, you know, the Facebook to my advantage if I had some additional time to do it. Cliff, the other part of it is, you know, let's just look at where we're at right now. And I deeply encourage people, if you're able to join us live for the show sometime, it's just sort of a cool environment. Um, You know, we've got a lot. I mean, people are having conversations outside of you and I, Cliff, you know, in in the chat here. So gspn.tv slash live. 3.30 3.30 Central on Thursdays, we're here. And, and here's why I bring that up. If you, I'm looking at a window right now, and I can go to your blog. I can see you on Ustream. I can do a chat. I can see the live show schedule. I can see the most uh, recent posts. I mean, all these things are right here. You've created a place that can have a very a lot of dynamic information. But let's just say I'm a business. I don't want to invest a lot in a website. Uh, I'm confident that that uh, Facebook's going to stick around, or maybe I don't feel like I want to ask people to come over and talk on my website because they probably won't. I I really feel, and I actually advise uh, quite a few businesses in this arena, is that go where people are already talking and try to be a part of that conversation. So that's the conversation I had with the bank I talked to. That's the conversation I have with the toy store and the chiropractor and other businesses that I advise when it comes to social media is the chance of them going to DixonFamilyCairo.com and leaving a comment, pretty minimal. But the chance of them going to the fan page and leaving a comment, really good. And, and that's been proven already. So Cliff, you've built a place for people to have a community, right? right? But there's a lot of other people that are on Facebook and they're more comfortable leaving comments and staying there. 
And so I, I think you should integrate them both, but I think that you made a plan and a plan has worked phenomenal for you. Right. I think for people who are just starting off, um, that I think Facebook fan pages for businesses are, are a great alternative to trying to build community on your site. They're very simple to manage. You know, they are sort of tied down. You can't, I mean, you can do a lot of expansive stuff with them, but in general, it's reviews and video and photos and a chat wall, you know what I mean? Or a comment wall. So, um, you know, you can embed a widget in your page if you want, but at the end of the day, I, I just really think that more people are having conversations on Facebook. So ask them to have a conversation about you on Facebook because they're already there. Yeah. And, and I'm finding a lot of businesses are having success having the conversation there versus asking people to come to their site, which I agree with you, Cliff, eventually they should come to your site, but I think it's easy to make the introduction on Facebook because yeah. they're already there. The, I, I will agree with you about 90% of the way. And my only suggestion is that, you know, when we talk about the strategy, my, my strategy is that, okay, have a Facebook, but definitely have a very solid web presence and, mm-hmm. and make it a goal to, to eventually bring those people uh, to where they're familiar with where you are, where you live on the web outside of Facebook that you, you know, um, because for me, I, I want to make sure that people, you know, the thing is, is fa- you know, of course, if you listen to Social Media Serenity, uh, which is at socialmediaserenity.com, uh, this week we had, you know, we had the social network that shall not be named episode today. Uh, so we did not we did not mention the word the word Facebook at all this week, because if you listen to the epi- the two episodes from the two weeks prior to that, we were talking about all the privacy concerns and and all of the other changes that are taking place that people just really don't have any understanding of what they are releasing. There's all kinds of I mean, it, it's just it's gotten really crazy. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a whole movement of people out there who are actually deleting their Facebook accounts. And, sure. and so my, and now the thing is, is Facebook going to go away because, you know, a couple hundred or even a thousand or more people are deleting their Facebook accounts? Absolutely not. It's still going to be around. It's, it's the largest social network in the world. And, and there's no question. I believe we should have a presence on Facebook, hands down. But I think that what we need to do as businesses is have a place that we call home on the web where you know, we're going to be here. We have complete control of it. You know, Facebook, believe it or not, Facebook could decide out of the blue to just say, say one day, Hey, you know what? Eh, we're not feeling it anymore. Facebook fan pages, they're gone. You know, and if you, well, build, if, I think a more likely scenario is that they might start to charge for some of these things, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and, but, and I think businesses could afford to pay for it, but still my, my concern is that I believe that you should have an avenue that you have full control over. And the, also the other thing is, is with Facebook is, you know, what, you know, what you communicate with people. There are sometimes you want to put a video up or you want to put a, this or that up. And if you look in the terms of service, when you put it on Facebook, Facebook owns it. Hmm. So, yeah. so yeah, I only put really duplicate content on the Facebook fan page. That's so we'll exactly what I'm saying. Newsletter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll put out a YouTube video, but then we'll put it on the, the fan page. The other part of this, too, is, you know, and, and I hope that we have some listeners, and please call in and tell us if, you, if you're one of those folks, that actually have physical places of business. So many of the clients that I work with do have, you know, like even my city of Sioux Falls, you know, the chiropractor, I asked them in the very beginning, I said, what, where do you get your money? Is it from selling vitamin supplements, the the, the pillows, the exercise ball that you can sit on at work at your desk. He said, no, it's from getting people in my office. 
That's how I feed my family. So that's our strategy with the Facebook page is to get people in the office. Yeah. So it's not always about driving people to your site because, you know, he, he, his site is never going to be that, you know, robust or amazing. Now we're trying to make it better by adding some other elements to it. But at the end of the day, maybe your goal isn't traffic to your site. Maybe your goal is traffic to your store. And right. if that's the case, I still think Facebook can be a great place for it. But I, I think we agree with each other and that the key part of the conversation is not, you know, should you have one? It's, do you have a, what's your point? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. What, what's the goal? And if you don't have a goal, then frankly, you're just confusing people. Yeah. If you, you know, if you, if you don't have a strategy for the, why you have a Facebook fan page, then you shouldn't have one. Um, you know, and, and, and it's not necessarily just driving traffic. I, I, I want to tell you with everything, the desire that I have is to meet people where they are, build relationships, and then, you know, let them know where I reside. You know, it's like, hey, I, you know, I don't reside on Facebook. I reside, I reside at either podcastanswerman.com or gspn.tv. I, I, these, these are the places I call home. But you know what? I don't expect everybody to come home, come to me and come find me. You know what? You're on Facebook. I, 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 you know what? I come out and I hang out with you guys. I party with you guys on Facebook. You know, we get together. We have, we build relationships. Same thing. I'm over on, you know, I'm, I've got a presence in Twitter. I, you know, and of course Twitter's, I love Twitter. Um, I have a presence on LinkedIn. I hardly ever sign into face uh, into LinkedIn except to accept people's connection requests. Right. Uh, but if somebody leaves me a link, a, a comment on LinkedIn, I get an email notification. I go there and I respond back. So the thing is, is I don't let, I don't create these web presence, presence, uh, you know, on social networks and then just leave them. I actually go Mm -hmm. there. And when people engage with me there, I engage back with them. And occasionally I actually have scheduled time throughout the week where I will go in and say, you know what? I need to take a look at my fan page and see if anybody's left any comments or posts on the walls. Mm -hmm. And I need to, Mm -hmm. I need to respond to those people. Yeah. You know, Justin and I, I don't know if you know about this, but we're doing this class and starting the end of May. And it's the, the whole point of doing it is because we have all these people that we call it from pretender to presence, because a lot of people, you know, you don't exist online just because you have uh, a fan page. You know, you have to enter, you have to have a plan for it. you have to actually have a presence. But I think a lot of people are pretending to be something they're not, which is they're pretending to care about their community or they're pretending to be legitimate. And so what the class is basically going to teach people how to do is how to go and stake your claim out in, in on the internet and then how to create good content. You know, Cliff, you create content through lots of podcasts and some video and blog posts and so on and so forth. Um, you know, and then how do you actually, and, and again, Cliff, you're good at this, uh, connect with people once you're out there. You know, what what is a legitimate way to friend someone on Twitter and actually turn them, and this is the last part, into a client? How do you convert those people into clients? And Cliff, you've done this to where you staked your claim, you create content, you connect with people, and then you actually converted at least 376 of them, because you have that's how many plus members you have right now, mm-hmm. uh, into ongoing clients. So it's one of those needs where people are seeing, okay, you told me to go get a profile, but now what? And I think Social Media Serenity can help with that. I think Business Tech Weekly can help with that. But Justin and I have a lot of folks we know in 48days.net, Free Agent Academy, and just as part of our Twitter and Facebook followers sort of going, you know, we want to we, we wanna go from A to Z, from pretender to present. So we're doing that at the end of uh, May, 
And, you know, as we both know, Justin does a great job with a lot of different social media. I'm going to learn stuff about LinkedIn from him because I think I could do a better job on LinkedIn. And, and frankly, I've just seen it as this total, this total like corporate party that I don't want to go to. Yeah. But I'm interested to see if I could. And, I, you know, it'd be interesting too, Cliff. I mean, I know you've got your per day rate and you've, you started to do some business with some, some larger companies. You know, I, I'd be interested to see in a year from now if LinkedIn might become, you know, a dollar for per, you know, person for person, you know, your most profitable place to connect with people. You know, I don't know. That'd be interesting. Uh, uh, the the yeah. w- the way that I see LinkedIn right now, and and again, this this you know, it, it you know, this could forever change. But I see LinkedIn as a valuable place to where if I was looking to pi- find a new place of employment, you know, mm-hmm. that, that certainly my connections are, are going to help me there. But yeah, um, that's true. I've that's never seen I've never seen LinkedIn as a as a source of future business. Um, yeah. but, but, then, but then again, I have a really, I have a really warped sense of how I get business. I, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I it, it's weird. I don't, I don't go out looking for clients. I expect clients to come looking for me. Uh, right. and, and I will tell you that's worked for me from, you know, yeah. it, it, it just has, I, I basically created, um, I created my business as a hobby when I, I didn't need the business and it was the fact that people were starting to ask me, you know, hey, can I hire you to help me? And word of mouth just went and going on and on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. I agree with you about the LinkedIn. I, I think that, um, you know, I see it as I just I guess I don't see it as a place where a lot of conversation happens. Um, I don't know if it's because it wasn't built that way or I don't know. I, I can't I can't come on it too much because I just frankly don't go there very much. I'm like you. I'll, I'll not accept friendships for a week and then I'll. Uh, I'll go once a week and I'll go accept all these people, you know, but I will ask, please, if you invite me to be a connection on, on um, LinkedIn, please tell me how we're connected or like I get these uh, invites, like so-and-so wants to connect with you or hi, I'd like to add you to my network. And I'm like, who are you? Like, how are we connected? And, and it's like these random connections. Anytime I invite someone to do something with like connection, I'll say, something personal and it, it, it sort of becomes this i guess that's the other reason i rarely rarely do i ever get anyone on linkedin say uh hey i heard you on business tech weekly um that's the only ones i get cliff that are personal as people say i heard you on business tech weekly let's connect yeah. but everybody else is sort of hey i'd like to connect with you so and if people are interested in that class it's coachradio.tv slash biz b-i-z coachradio.tv slash biz and we're going to do that um, starting at the, uh, end of the month. So I love, I love working with Justin. Um, he's just, a he's a good friend and, um, he's been a great, great business coach to me. So well, I, I like Jason a whole lot too. And, uh, he's, he does have a great show and, and um, you know, if, if, if you guys can check out, um, coachradio.tv, it's an awesome place to go as well. It is. He yeah. is, he has learned, Justin has learned how to podcast from one of the greatest podcasters I know. <laughs> and it's not Leo Laporte or me. It's you. So, yeah, it's yeah. funny if you watch Justin's studio. <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's like it's like Cliff, but not Cliff. So, <laughs> Big Mac, you know, Big Mac in front of him. I mean, it's, you can, it's sort of like he raided your closet. <laughs> you I, I think I supplied him, well, I supplied him with most of the equipment you see in his office there, <laughs> minus the Mac. It's like, you know, it's funny. It's like, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it in my head. Um, it's like cliff, but flipped, like it's like a mirror because his studio camera, I think is, you know, you're, you're, you're looking to the right and I think he looks to the left. Yeah. So yeah. You so ever put your windows next to each other. 
you know, your U streams, you yeah. know, it was like you guys are doing it. So too face fun. To face. yeah, coachradio.tv. It's a great, 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 a lot of content and we're excited about, we actually created a hashtag for it. It's been pretty popular on, on Twitter S three C and, uh, we're getting lots of, we're doing lots of activity on there cause we're giving away a class Very uh, cool. scholarship to someone who comes with a good idea. So it's, it's been cool. It's been cool to see activity, you know. Now, Andy, this is something you're not going to get when you're working in Sioux Falls. <laughs> right now, my, son? My, listen to this. My my studio is right below the kitchen, all right? Yeah. And I have an air conditioning vent that's right overhead. And yeah. right now, the aroma of the most amazing smelling dinner is <laughs> filling my studio like this. Oh, Oh man, yeah. it smells so good in here. So check that out. You, you see, you you just don't get that. But uh, no. no, but I also have had a whole show without distraction because my kids are gone getting haircuts. So yeah, yeah. So, but this, I won't at, get that at home either. At the same time, you know, I, if if I had an uh, what is it, ten or eleven month, a ten month old and a two years and three month old. There you go. So I, I w- at the same time, I don't have to deal with the aroma of the nice freshly changed diaper <laughs> in the other room. Yeah, we either. got we got lots of aromas here at the trap house. So <laughs> too cool. Yeah. Well, hey, man, this is this has been fun. A great conversation here. Um, I love doing Business Tech Weekly every week. It is totally awesome. Hey, I want to give you a little update on uh, virtual assistant stuff. Um, yeah. I hired, you know, obviously I, I started doing the virtual assistant podcast, which people can check out at virtualassistantpodcast.com. But mm-hmm. uh, I've got to the point now, Andy, where at the, the final week of the month, I've ran out of my retainer 20 hours. Every right for the last two months now, I have been, you know, it's like the fine. It's Monday of the final week of the month. And I say, hey, how many hours do I have left? She goes, you got 45 minutes left. <laughs> how and, many hours? And she's like, uh, minutes, pal. Yeah. 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 So, so and of course, you know, she can do overage and stuff like that. And it's it's, you know, it's pretty much the same rate as if I had a yeah, contract. Yeah. So it's not that big There's, deal. But uh, I'm looking. There are two. There are two options. There. There's either. It's either going to be June or July. I'm thinking about bumping up my um, retainer package for my virtual assistant from 20 hours a month to either 30 or 40 hours a month. Things are going Damn. that well. That's great. It is. That's great. Unbelievable. So. Um, it's believable. It's I not know. unbelievable. Well, it's believable. I believe it. I'm actually, I'm actually delegating more and more stuff to her every single day. Um, in fact, I've got a couple projects that once I, once I pass off three other projects to her, it, yeah. it literally will wipe out seventy five percent of my email every day. Seventy five percent of my email. Lovely. And, that sounds lovely. and not only that, but what I plan on doing is, um, and, and by the, by the way, I just gave my virtual assistant the keys to the calendar. Nice. You know, the keys to the car. Um, I, it's been five and a half months and I've still asked her to set up inter, uh, to set things up as far as events and calendar items and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I said, please email me and I'll put it on my calendar. Right. You know, and and she's been very patient with me and stuff like that. And and get this, the other day, uh, I sat there. I said, "Hey, will you go ahead and put that on the calendar?" And I said, "I know. 
don't 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 pass out yes i actually told you that and i gave her a bunch of guidelines it's like listen um you know here's here's a couple things i prefer only appointments on tuesdays and wednesdays um if you put something on my calendar uh it's important that you always leave a buffer of 30 minutes between any call any kind of appointment on my calendar and right. I, and I just gave her this entire breakdown of you know here are the guidelines I'm gonna I'm giving you the keys to the car here you get full access to my calendar but here are the guidelines and it, and it it just took me a while to really think of you know how do I communicate to her when I do and don't want to work and and how to do this but um Andy when I actually bump her hours up listen to this this is the coolest thing I plan on forwarding all of my phone calls to her so that my phone will not, my Google voice will no longer ring me. Mm-hmm. When, when you call my Google, when you call my business phone number, Andrea will pick up the phone. Wow. And she will be my gatekeeper from that point forward. Um, I'm actually thinking about actually giving her my current email inbox and then creating myself a super private email account that only she can forward things to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see how you can set some of that stuff up. It's kind of funny because you talk about the, the phone number yep. and I'm like, oh, that's like a button and yeah. Google voice, you know, with old school telephones, it's like, geez, how do I do that? And how much is that going to cost? And it's like, well, or you could just click a button in Google voice. Here, oh, Cliff, we did not, uh, we did not include Google voice in our top 10. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> We get, we got all crazy with our stuff and, and somebody called us out on that. It's like, how did Google voice not beat out the my facts? Yeah, uh, my bad. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah, we, we definitely uh, we weren't thinking there. Google voice definitely is a top te- definitely has to be in the top 10 tech tools. And still and still you need an invitation to get into it or you have to request to be a part of it. So right. maybe that's one of the unique things about it is you can't just go out and get it, you know, so. Right. Anyway, good news about the VA, man. I didn't mean to divert from that. But, no, it, um, it's, it's good stuff. That's, that's good stuff. Life is changing here. And and, and, uh, and I encourage people to check out uh, virtualassistantpodcast.com. And one other place I think people should check out, Andy, is beabetterhusbandpodcast.com. Yeah, I got, uh, I think I'm going to release your episode tomorrow. That is like a spicy episode, dude. Like, oh, dude. It's going to, it's going to. Yeah, I'm just going to tell people if you're a parent and you have to deal with media, uh, internet, TV, and all that stuff, and you're trying to figure out what how you're going to handle it, whether you've got older kids or younger kids, uh, you know, Cliff and I have some real different uh, methods. Uh, we we have the same goal, but we have some different methods. So it's not it's not one of those. Hey, I'm going to agree with you for an hour podcast. It was. No. Uh, I think I'm going to get some feedback. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you are going to get some feedback, my friend. I'm, and by the way, I just want to say I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> please, yeah. please forgive me for for being too honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cliff's a, they're going to and Cliff's going to they're going to start calling Cliff the ultra liberal. Well, uh, yeah. Well, maybe which, in that area, but. Which, which is funny because I, you know, I am, I consider myself to be ultra, ultra conservative, but I just have a different perspective on, on parenting, I guess. You're, you're a diverse guy, man. I'll give you that. Something. Something. Anyway. Hey man, this is so much fun. We should do this again next week. What do you think? Uh, we'll have to talk about that. I might be gone in Colorado, but we'll see. Oh, that's right. How about we we'll take, a, how about we take a week off? 
All right, that'll be good. I'll be in Colorado next week, so we won't do a, a remote show. That didn't go very well last time. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was not the best. So uh, yeah, probably let's... the worst. <laughs> no, it wasn't the worst. It was the worst interview, but it wasn't the worst. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah. Okay. It All was. Right. It wasn't great. Uh, but yeah. So we'll take next week uh, next week off, and um, that that actually works perfect because there's a special lost um, event going on that evening at the theaters and stuff. Never heard of lost. I don't know what you're talking about. Shh, now. So. Come on now. All right. Anyway, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Business Talk Tech Weekly. If you want to let us know what your comments, what your feedback is as relating to anything we've talked about or something you want us to talk about, give us a call at 859-795-4067. That number is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 859-795-4067. Hey, folks, if you haven't done it already, go to twitter.com slash Andy Traub. That's A-N-D-Y-T-R-A-U-B and follow Andy on Twitter. And of course, you can follow me at twitter.com slash G-S-P-N. What they really need to do, though, Cliff, is they need to join the community. Yes. And then they need to do. That's exactly it. Join me. Very cool. Hey, everybody. Easy for me to say. Anyway, we're out of here, folks. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, like Andy said, join the community.